Hey, I'm Lauren. I'm Steph. And this is Design Beat. Hey designers, it's Steph and this episode is episode 4 of Design Beat where we share the stories of creative women who dance to the beat of their own drum and we hope that you come away inspired, uplifted, and encouraged to go for it. Today's guest is Rachel Jackson of Banyan Bridges. She's a self-taught muralist, champion of all things bold and colorful, DIY master, mom of three, and pancake chef. Um, In this episode, we talk about what you need to be creative and artistic, how she started doing murals and getting clients, what she charges for her professional work, and what makes a project worth doing. We also go into how to lean into your subconscious to solve creative problems, how working as an artist makes her a better mom, and what it means to chase your fire in order to live your best creative life. And Lauren and I left this interview just on cloud nine, and we know you're going to love it. So here we go. Okay. Awesome. Rachel, thank you so much for coming and doing this. This is so fun. We have just been like super fans of your work. So much color, so bold, so fun. And you just so have like happy. the most fun, happy personality. And oh my it's gosh. such thank a joy you. for me to like have you pop up on my feet all the time. It's just awesome. We just want to like, Stop. yes, like, yeah, you're awesome. We're so We're grateful. We're big fans. We wanted to start off really quick. We're just going to ask you just a series of questions, but they're supposed to be like kind of fast answers. So it's just okay. like off the top of your head. <laughs> I'm ready. Get ready. Get ready. Okay. Favorite work snack? Kombucha. Kombucha. Mm. I've actually never tried that. Which flavor is your favorite? I haven't either. Um, Hum makes one that's pink, uh, mango passion fruit, and it is oh so my good. Gosh. That mm-hmm. sounds, sounds good. Amazing. Adding that to my list. Okay, Home Depot or Lowe's? Home Depot. Home Depot. <laughs> Any particular reason why? I, my parents grew up uh, like building stuff all the time, and we just lived at Home Depot. And so, I mean, like I was raised there. I guess you know, it's home. Your place. <laughs> home Depot is my home. Okay, what would you say is your favorite color palette? <laughs> I mean, it really does change all the time. But I, I usually live in like, like I would say like primary, but like. I, like, I, I don't know any of the fancy color words. So if you just picture like, you know, red, yellow and blue, like the most concentrated colors, I would like step two paces to the left with that. And then I don't know, like most of my designs have some sort of orange in it, like an orangey red. A lot of them have a pink in it, which I feel is like a neutral. I don't know. The other ones just kind of populate themselves depending on my mood. I love awesome. it. Pink is totally a neutral to me oh, too. Yes. Tomato soup red is also one of my favorite colors. Yes, yeah. that's the one. Ooh. That one. Feel it. Yes. So good. Okay. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? You know, um, I thought that I was an introvert for a really long time. I mean, just because I get kind of nervous going to social stuff. But then I read this thing that talked about, um, you know, like where you draw your energy. And I totally feel energized after social interaction. And I get like all of my buzzy good feelings from that. And so it turns out I'm an extrovert. Mm -hmm. I really like people. Yeah. Yeah. 
Along that same vein, do you enjoy working alone or when you work, do you like to have like people helping you? Oh, no, I love to work alone. (laughs) I mean, like, (laughs) I mean, if there's somebody that I think is actually fun to hang out with, then yes, for sure. But usually the people, I mean, it's like my kids who I'm like trying to like get away from and have some like quiet time, right? Usually like when I'm working, I want me, my murder podcasts and, you know, like an occasional audio book, like. We're the dream team right there. Awesome. Okay. What would you say is your favorite creative tool? I mean, it's kind of boring, but I'd say like Illustrator. Um, Like I use Adobe Illustrator for all of my designs. It's so helpful for me to like visualize everything together. And I just, I have so much fun, you know, like going online and like, you know, picking out different things and cropping them down and, you know, making this little dream uh, room that, you know, I will then try and recreate. It's really fun for me. Illustrator. Illustrator. I love that. Love Illustrator. And favorite pancakes? Um, I mean, like I'm a sucker for crusties. Um, but my pancakes of choice are always the ones that I like pre-flavored because I just do not have mm. the patience most of the time to like actually sit down and like cut them and like put on toppings and stuff. So I, um, 89% of the time will just put in sugar, put sugar into the batter itself and then cook them all up. And then I just like toss them to my kids as they walk by, um, you know, and then they're like wandering around the house eating breakfast. And then I, you know, get to just take it while I'm out working, you know, stick it in my, uh, my overalls pocket, you know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great to go snack. Right. Lasts forever too. I like me to see a picture of that now. I need to see you working <laughs> you know, with a, a pocket full of pancakes. To eat your pancake out of your pouch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a pocket full of pancakes is going to be my next single. Oh, so, yeah. oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so have you always been creative? So I was reading kind of your about page on your website, right? And you're saying that like you just kind of grew up in a creative environment. People were always creating around you. I mean, I did see my parents, like they built homes. My mom was a general contractor and my dad just like did a lot of like grunt labor for her and like learned with a lot of the contractors they had around. Um, And so, I mean, occasionally they would have me do stuff. All of the labor I did was grunt labor growing up, you know, like I was just tacking on the, like the house wrap. I was hauling pea gravel, like nothing actually interesting or artistic at all. And I actually studied science. Um, I have a degree Mm -hmm. in biology and chemistry and like, and so all growing up, I thought that I was just very scientific and I wasn't very artistic. Like I just kind of had that as my label for a really long time. In college, my sister started painting and I was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. And, you know, in college when you're trying to be super cool. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I painted a few paintings and they are keepers, let me tell you. I don't know, like I've always had an eye for design, you know, like I usually it would be like the way that I dressed. I dressed in kind of a funky way or um, I worked as a photographer or um, the photo editor for our newspaper at college. And so, you know, I like had different ways of exercising my creativity, but this is probably the most, the most that I've used it like in my whole life. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, one thing that we kind of address and talk about a lot on the podcast is a couple of things. One is that people inherently just don't think that they're creative, but they are and have been creating most of their lives. So when I say like your parents grew up, you know, with you creating, like they were building, they were making things, they were putting things into the world that didn't exist before. And that is a huge background of yours, you know, as you just saw people make things that weren't there before. But then you think, no, like I'm not artistic. I can't like, you know, so if you 
could talk to someone right now who is saying the same things that you said before, where you're saying, oh, I'm not very artistic. What do you wish you could say to that person? I would say that you don't have to have frizzy hair and like really baggy overalls to be artistic. You know, like I think in my head, I think of this art teacher, you know, who's really eclectic and half Professor Trelawney. That's what I think of when I think of somebody who's really artistic. But I mean, even just, yeah, building something like creating something that is being artistic and exercising your creativity. Everybody like inside them just has this inherent draw towards creating. I mean, they it's not necessarily like maybe with paint, but there are so many different mediums. I think there's just so much satisfaction in seeing the fruit of your labors, you know, to like look at something and be like, oh, look, I made that thing. Even if it was like dinner, you know, like I made that yeah. dinner and it's amazing. My kids will hate it, but you know what? I did that and there's a sense of pride from that. And that's being creative, you know, and that's art. Yes, 100%. So you had this thought that you were just going to start doing murals? <laughs> I So I started my Instagram account after I had renovated this house that we are in. <laughs> I don't know. Like I just decided that I was going to start this like home, like DIY um, Instagram account, right? Um, and I just noticed that like the house around me was really boring. It was gray, you know, like it was just very neutral, which... I thought was really supposed to, or I thought it was cool. I thought it was what I was supposed to like. So it just wasn't very interesting and it didn't reflect us. And so I realized I needed to customize our home more and make it pop. You know, I mean, I had all this motivation because I was like trying to create like a platform for myself. Like what it comes down to is that I was a cheapskate. You know, I saw all of this cool wallpaper, but it was $300 for like a full wall. And I couldn't justify it, you know, like I, like, and I mean, now like I use wallpaper occasionally and I love it, but like, I just, I just couldn't justify it. And so I went to Home Depot and they have these little like sample pots of paint that are only $3. And so I came up with my own design and I, um, like with $20 of paint, I created it. I mean, it took me like a week, you know, but I did this mural and I just realized like, oh my gosh, I can do it. You know, like I don't know. I just like that kind of like lit the fire underneath me and I just started doing it everywhere. It's very addicting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have me inspired. I am going to paint a mural in my garden this summer yes. just because you are doing it. I say, yes, she's doing I'm it. I'm so happy I to hear that. <laughs> you know what? And outdoor murals, I think, are so fun too, especially when they're yeah. like contrasted with like all of the nature and growth too, like in gardens, you know, with like. I don't know, just all the greenery contrasted with the like the paint and the art. Just man, that just really excites me. You're making me excited. <laughs> I know. Your Instagram, I think Steph nailed it. I just feel inspired. Like every time I look at your Instagram, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can think of five rooms in my house I want to paint right now and so many murals I want to paint. And something about it, you just Light the fire in people to want to. Yes. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. That is like the dream right there. Yeah. Can I say too that my kids laugh so hard? You know, you made that real like when I was like six months ago or something of you like running full speed at this wall yes. and, you, and it changes color. Oh my gosh, my kids were laughing so hard. And they were just like, that lady's awesome. You know, and they were just laughing so hard and they loved it. And they're like, mom, can we go do that? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, my kids, 
My kids love that one too. I was out, like we were walking around the property one day and um, like we were hanging out towards the back of the barn and like my, well, I think he was, yeah, my four-year-old, um, he just like looked up at me and then he started charging and like charging for the barn, like, ah, and then ran into it, you know, just recreating the that video. I didn't even realize that he had yeah, seen that so video, funny. but you know. I love it so much. Okay, so you're posting murals, you're doing murals, you're building a platform for yourself. How did you get like a first client? Like, and what did that look like? Yeah, actually, it was one of my friends on Instagram. It was somebody that I had met, um, Natalie um, from Home Ec Op. She uh, she lived in Chicago, and we had talked. I don't know. We'd had like maybe two conversations on Instagram, but you know, we'd followed each other, and I just like respected her work so much. Um, she just asked if I would come out and do a mural. And so I was like, Oh, I don't know. Okay. And we made it a fun weekend where we got to hang out and I got to create a mural for her. But then somebody else saw that I was traveling and I did a mural for like that. I was traveling for murals. And so, um, it was nugget. Do you know, like the, like the furniture, like, like nugget. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. So then they hired me, like they flew me out to Charlotte and, or North Carolina. I don't know if it's Charlotte. Sorry. Um, but they flew me out to North Carolina where they're based. And um, I did a couple murals for them. And then, you know, somebody else saw that I was doing that. And like, I just kept getting requests from that. Wow. So it just, it just kind of happened. I mean, it was very organic. And I don't know, totally unexpected. But man, it is my favorite. It is so much fun. That so your very so first cool. paid mural you flew across the country for? Yes. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. That's like the, like, definition of, like, just go for it. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Just do it. So when you started doing it, did you, were you just kind of learning as you went? Or did you kind of know what you were doing? And so you just kind of did it? Like, like for myself or for other people? So um, when I, I mean, yeah. Um, my first time doing stripes was my first time doing stripes, you know, and like, I learned a bunch of stuff along the way. Um, Like the thing that I don't know, I guess painting the murals has always felt very natural to me. And I have a really good sense for color. And that's kind of a natural thing for me too. I just have a good knack for it. Um, So that has always felt very easy. But I just keep the mindset that if this doesn't look right, it just means that it's not done yet. You know, rather than being like, oh, no, this is going to be terrible. I just think, well, if like it's not done until it looks good. Um, And so I kind of just try and keep that attitude with everything like, well, we're going to keep trying until it looks good. Um, But like, I don't know, murals for some reason is just the one thing that like I feel really comfortable with. Like even when I was flying out to these um people to do these um, first murals. Like I was really nervous about the fact that I was going to have to talk to these people and like, they were going to have to think I was cool, you know, like that's, but, but I was not nervous at all about actually executing the murals. I just knew that like, I don't know, that's kind of like my zone, you know, mm-hmm. I listened to a bunch of random audio books and yeah, I don't know. It's a fun like flow to, to get into. Really cool. So if you had one piece of advice that you wish you could tell yourself when you started doing murals for others, what would that be? Hmm. Like, I mean, (laughs) I'd say to like, don't be afraid to charge. You know, I feel like most people for when something comes easily to yourself, you feel like it's easy for everybody. And so it, um, 
it's not as valuable, but that's not mm. the case. Um, things that like a lot of people find things easy that I find absolutely impossible. And so even though murals came really naturally to me and I was charged, so I, you know, I, I remember feeling sick to my stomach pitching, um, a mural price and, um, and now like that's my base rate for murals. Um, but anyway, so, you know, put numbers out there that make you feel sick to your stomach and, um, and just kind of trust that the things you're good at are like, I don't know. It's, it's your gift. Go for it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That is something that I feel like a lot of people, you know, you see those memes and the reels going around and it's like people saying something and then they're like trying to drink a water as they're shaking. <laughs> that's how yes. I feel every single time I like send a quote to a client. Like I'm like, Me okay, too. this is my price. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> And um, I wish so badly that there is more people that were so confident in charging. Me too. It's that thing, you know, like um, rising tides raise all boats, you know, like yeah. like when artists actually charge for their work, then it um, ups the value of other artists also. I think that like, especially women, I think we have a hard time charging, you know, just charging mm-hmm. what we're worth or um, yeah. valuing our work period. But um, yeah, the more we do it, the easier it is for the people after us. That is really cool. So when you do like quote out people, do you have, you said you have a base rate and then do you multiply it by like the square footage of the wall, the amount of like, do you line item stuff or you just give a quote? No. So, um, I just give like a large quote, um, just one quote at the end. Um, and that includes supplies and, um, and travel and everything also. Um, and I charge by the square foot. And I think most muralists do. You charge by the square foot, but I also have a minimum project um, fee. So, um, like, so I don't know if you guys want to hear numbers or anything, if that's weird. Anyway, so like currently I charge $40 a square foot for murals and I have a minimum project fee of $2,000. So that $2,000 will cover the first 50 square feet. And then anything after that, you know, I charge $40 per square foot. And sometimes that's hard to calculate depending on like, the type of mural and that sort of thing. But yeah, that's kind of like my general rule of thumb. I also typically charge about a thousand dollars for a travel fee as well. So I don't know. I like yeah. there are different circumstances that will adjust those in different ways, but that's my rule at the moment. It changes and my that's like cool. minimum project requirement goes up every few months, like when I get busy. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that what they say? If a lot of people are saying yes to your proposals and you're getting lots of inquiries for work, it means you need to charge more Yeah, because what you're doing is becoming more valuable. Do you change your rate based on the difficulty of the mural? Yeah. Um, if I see, if I'm doing a mural that is really simple, um, I'll probably charge a little bit less for that. Or if it's more complex, then I will um, up the rate a little bit. Um, yeah, that $40 a square foot is kind of just my my starting point. Uh, but I never go below my um, minimum project requirement. And so even if it is a really simple mural, it's just not personally worth it to me to do it for less than that. Mm. Interesting. Do you ever go out and pitch projects for clients for stuff? Or do people usually approach you? Um, I need to go out and pitch more for it. Like that's something <laughs> like that's one of my goals. I need to do more outreach. But at the moment, like it's all just um, people coming to me through Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. That's really fun. What is your favorite part of all of this? Is it the colors? Is it the painting? Is it flying across the country and meeting new people? Oh my gosh, do I have to all those things no. you're listing. Those are my favorite <laughs> things. 
there's just something so satisfying about actually creating something. And like, I think no matter what, that is always my favorite part, you know, like going into a room that has some blank walls and creating something really interesting and fun and just I don't know, like the satisfaction of like sitting back and being like, wow, like I did that, you know, like it just, it makes me so excited to see that. I mean, I also just adore being able to travel and meet people. Um, in the past year, I only tra- I've only traveled once, and that was a couple of weeks ago. And because of COVID, I also was like a hermit while I was traveling too. And so I, um, I mean, like I talked to my clients, but I mean not a whole lot. And I just kind of like stayed in my room and like ate fast food. And usually when I'm traveling for murals, I like to, you know, put it out there to my followers, like, Hey, I'm in this area. Like, let's meet up and have lunch, you know, like let's get together for dinner. Like, you know, let's go for a walk. And so like, I try to have all of my meals with people. So that way I get to just, you know, meet different people and make new friends. And some of my like favorite friends from Instagram actually have come from that too which is just oh, really awesome. That's so fun. Do you do like groups, like a meet and greet no, type thing I mean, or one-on-one lunches? I would lunches so awkward and... with that. Like I would feel, I don't know, that, that feels very pretentious too. I mean, although maybe it would be helpful at some point and maybe someday I'll do it. I usually just, you know, I'll just set up one-on-one things or, you know, I'll meet up with someone and their friend, that kind of thing. That's such a fun idea. I love such that. a great way to meet people. It is. True extrovert. (laughs) Yeah. Was there a moment? So you're doing these murals, you're having fun, you're enjoying what you're doing. Was there like a moment that you thought, this is it? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is meant for me. This is who I am. Like, I'm so happy right now. Oh my gosh. The first mural I did, like when I flew out to go see Natalie in Chicago Mm -hmm. and I was there, I was doing my art and I was like hanging out with her talking like, and I got to share it with everybody on Instagram too. Like I shared it in my stories and she was sharing it in her stories. And I thought like, this is like, this is it. Like I have peaked. This is the coolest thing I will ever do with my life. You know, like I am um, creating cool art. I'm meeting new people. I get to actually travel there. I think there's part of me that thought, you know, when I got married and had kids and I was a stay at home mom for like five years. Like there's just a part of me that thought, you know, like this is probably it for the rest of my life. Like, you know, all of my like fun travel and like making a ton of weird new friends, like that's kind of over. I don't know. I just, I'm really excited that it's not like, I don't have to have that reality. Like, you know, that idea of like the mom who sacrifices her own life for her children. I mean, I don't know, like that's not true or like that doesn't have to be your life. And I'm just so excited that it's not. I mean, I absolutely love my children, but the way that I am my best, like the best mom I can be is by also being the best person I can be. And so when I'm like living my life to the fullest, then, you know, they see that and they get to see that like, you can still achieve your dreams when you are like, 34 and married and you can still do really cool things and be creative and take risks. And also I'm just such a happier person too. Like I am so much happier with my kids. Like I actually miss my kids. I love hanging out with my kids. I think that they're cute, you know, like (laughs) when I was a stay at home um, mom and I didn't have anything beyond my family, like no, like work outside that. Like I just, I lost that magic with them, you know, like I was really tired of like, I was just tired and I didn't have anything that was charging me. And so this is the thing that charges me up and it just, 
I don't even remember what your question was, but, but this is great. And I really <laughs> like it. And it just makes everything else in my life better too. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that so much. And I, I hope that anyone listening to this who is kind of feeling that they're feeling like they're drained, they are not being charged. They have this idea of like wanting to be creative or do something where they're creating. They hear that and they think, this is it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. Like that, I have to do this. Yeah. Um, because it's so real. And especially right now during like all of this yes. stuff oh is just being stuck in the house and being with these kids all day long and I love them. And it is very draining. <laughs> and just yes. finding something that recharges you is everything. So yes, thank you so much for sharing that. <laughs> it is so beautiful and so amazing. Along those lines, what does a day for you look like in your life? Oh, it totally varies just depending on what the schedule is. I mean, sometimes it's me like demoing a floor. Um, sometimes I am, you know, doing mirror or a lot of the time it's design work. Like that's like my behind the scenes is just doing a lot of design work, talking with different clients, you know, like a lot of a lot of computer stuff. One thing I've been really like leaning into lately is just realizing that like I kind of have a very like free form work schedule and that's okay. My husband is so structured. He wakes up, you know, he'll like work out and get the kids ready for school and like make breakfast. And then he goes to work at like 830. I mean, he works from home and has worked from home for like years, but he will go into his office at like 830. And he will just start working for the day. And while I'm still like, waking up and like barely functioning, you know, and so (laughs) a lot of my morning is spent just kind of dinking around. Like, you know, I'll take the kids to school. I mean, we're doing hybrid right now. Anyway, um, I'll take the kids to school. Um, I'll, you know, make food for you know, kind of finish up like parent duties. And then I'll just kind of be lazy on my phone for a little bit or enjoy outside for a little bit. And like, I just won't work in the morning because that's just not really like something I want to do. And I used to feel really guilty about it. But now I just realized, you know what, like I get my work done when I get my work done. And I'm really good at that too. So like I was on my computer until midnight last night. And like, I mean, Garrett was asleep in bed next to me and like we had watched a show, but I was also still designing on my computer until midnight and I really liked it. And so like, I don't know, I'm, I have a very loose schedule, like no structure. Mm -hmm. It's really nice just realizing that I don't have to work like everybody else does. I still really enjoy the things I do. And so I make time for it. But um, the thing I'm working on is just not guilting myself for enjoying the part of my day that I'm not working. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I feel like people fall into this trap of if I'm going to be professional, if I'm going to do this right, I have to have an office. I have to have a work schedule. I have to be, you know, this is when I'll take my calls. This is when I'll work. This is when I'll do this. But in reality, a lot of people like us, I love the phrase that you used, free form work schedule. You do the work when you do the work and you're really good at it. Yes. And (laughs) I mean, does it truly matter? Maybe to someone who needs a really structured, you know, work schedule right. like that. And that's awesome for them. And at the same time, I'm kind of the same way. I try really hard to not feel guilty when I'm not working just because what's the point? Yes, absolutely. And like, I think that my brain just kind of needs that white space, you know, like it just needs some time yeah. to kind of like zone out and do some like menial pointless things like get on TikTok and watch a bunch of random videos for yeah. like, you know, give me an hour of that. And then, you know, and then my brain's like, all right, cool. Let's do this thing. Yeah. It's just, I've, I don't know. I've just recently been learning, like recognizing that, oh, this is actually a valid way of work, like a valid work structure. And I'm into it. 
I like, I don't know. I've just been like embracing the way that I've been doing things lately. And it is very empowering. More people need to be like you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had this conversation with someone of how, because we are moms and we are working and choosing to have a creative life and a creative schedule, we'll like inadvertently or on purpose devalue our services because we don't feel like we can charge professional rates because Mm -hmm. of X, Y, and Z. Anyway, it is just so fun to hear someone talking about Yes, this is what I do. And also I charge a lot. And also I love it. And it's my favorite. And it's amazing. Just hearing that is so inspiring. Awesome. That's all. I am so happy to hear that. that. (laughs) (laughs) I like I look to this um, future, like the me in the future. And I think like, man, that woman, she charges a buttload for her for her jobs. I don't even sorry, that was a really awkward sentence I just said. I look to the future. I see this woman who charges a ton of money for her work. She um, delivers like immaculate designs. She leans into her gut. She just knows, you know, like she feels and she decides. And I love that. I love that idea of just feeling and deciding and just knowing what is right. I feel like I spent so much of my my 20s or just so much of my life with indecision, thinking that I didn't know what to do. But in reality, like... I knew what to do. I was just scared to admit that, you know? And so I don't know. I'm feeling myself lately. (laughs) I love it. I love that you have an actual picture of yourself in the future of what you want your life to look like. I will tell you, she also has frizzy hair and really baggy overalls and looks a lot like Professor (laughs) Trelawney. So you know what? I don't know. I guess I'm feeling her. That is so awesome. So looking into the future, then where do you see your business in like two, three, five years? Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I mean, I have a bunch of fun opportunities that are working behind the scenes. And I guess we'll see if some of that stuff pans out. I want to do, I want to paint really cool stuff. I want to paint a water tower. I want to paint some big buildings. Mm. You know, I want to do fun stuff like that. Um, I want to paint a pool, Mm. but I don't know. I also just want to continue seeing people create stuff. And I love empowering people to do that. That is my favorite thing to do on Instagram, you know, just to see other people create and to like encourage that. Someone sent me a message last week saying that she was really stressed out and um, like things were just really hard. And so she focused on painting this mural in her house. And it was just really nice to be able to channel all of that energy into something productive or, you know, something creative, you know, painting. But she also said gained a lot of um, self-confidence in doing that. And I was so excited to hear that because I like she put into words this thing that like I realize I have been feeling, you know, and like the more you create and the the more you do, the more self-confidence you gain. You know, you realize like, oh, I made that really cool thing. Like I must be a really cool person. Accomplishing something that you set out to do just builds your self-confidence and builds your self-trust. And like, I don't know what the future of Banyan Bridges is, but all I know is that the Rachel that runs that business is really confident and really happy. (laughs) And she just, I don't know, she radiates. And that's what I want. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. I'm going to kind of go back a little Mm -hmm. bit. How did you learn to design? Did you just kind of hop on the computer and kind of figure it out as you went? Did you take courses? Like, you know, you said you did science in college, right? <laughs> I did. Um, so like, what did that look like to you? Just deciding to go for it. Sure. Um, so... <laughs> 
I mean, like you can see that most of my designs, especially like the earlier stuff, it's very structured. You can see that it's like rectangles and circles because I knew that like I can paint a rectangle and I can paint a circle and they're just different like combinations of that, you know, like that just rearranged in different ways because I mean, I've seen artists that can, you know, create magic with their hands, you know, like they put their pen to paper and all of a sudden there's like another person staring back at you. And like, I'm just not like that. I do have a good eye for it. And so that was a thing I could do. So I got out Illustrator, which we happened to have on a computer because I don't know, it was like old software that was on the computer, you know? And so um, I got on there and I could make rectangles and I could make circles on there. (laughs) And so that's what I did. Like, and just since then, I've just slowly been, I don't know, teaching myself different things. Like I figured out, I don't know how I figured this out, but I just thought, you know what? I bet that if I could make a brush that would create stripes. So I created a brush that has, you know, six stripes on it. And um, mm-hmm. and so I'll just, just like draw a line and then I'll click on that brush and then it populates, you know, these cool stripes. And so I've just been finding, figuring out different ways to make it go easier. And then also ways to, I don't know, stretch my own creative abilities. And, you know, so I'm not relying as much on rectangles and circles and whatever. I just got that software and I poked around and I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure stuff out. I mean, I follow a couple accounts on Instagram that, you know, just are like, oh, here, this is how I made this one graphic. And, you know, I'll watch a 30 second reel about it. And I'm like, you know, staring. I'm like, yes, okay, got it. That one thing. And I'll watch it like 12 times trying to like slow it down. Yeah. And Google. I Google a lot of Google yeah, things. Google University, right? Absolutely. University. Mm-hmm. So you have like products and stuff on your website. Mm-hmm. You sell t-shirts and pins and stuff. Is that something that is also part of your creative repertoire? Like are you are the one creating all of these and putting up for sale? Yep. And- I'm the one. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm doing everything. <laughs> so like cool. all of that has run through my fingers. I'm the one packaging all your orders. I'm the one like creating wow. the t-shirts. And I mean, like I'm not actually physically printing them, but like designing mm-hmm. it and sending it off and checking all the samples. And I I have so much fun with that. Like that is a really fun thing for me. I don't know if it's just creating just different little things and then like making packaging is so exciting to me. And so, I mean, I just put in an order today for like some more like customized Banyan Bridges bags. And actually I'm wearing, you can't see because I have overalls on, but I was just about to like this robe here. Um, but, um, I have some new sweatshirts that I just got printed that say the best kind of weird on them because I think that our own brand of weird is the best kind of weird. Uh, Anyway, so I made a bunch of those sweatshirts and um, some t-shirts and I haven't talked about them at all on Instagram because I'm really good at like making things, but I also forget to talk about stuff. So anyway, that's what's going on there. But I love making all that stuff. And I do think it would be so fun to create just a bunch of fun products. And so whether it's clothes or purses, whatever, I mean, I use a purse like three times a year. So that's probably not the most like realistic thing for me to sell. I also think it would be fun to make like different home goods or like, I want to try powder coating metal. I don't know. Mm. It's just another fun creative cool. outlet for me. So you kind of explore and you get to kind of do anything creative that you want. Yes. That's kind of what I'm hearing. <laughs> that is so amazing. Yes. We kind of ask this to everyone, but what do you do if you are stuck or unmotivated and you feel like you don't have creative juice anymore? Like what would you do in that situation where you just feel kind of blah creatively? I would stop trying. 
I like, I have had that happen several times. Like one time I was in the middle of a mural when I realized the colors I was using were terrible and they needed, like, I just needed to stop. And so, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, what other colors could I use? And like, I went to a nearby paint store and was like looking at the swatches and I tried a bunch of different things and like, it just wasn't flowing. So I just was like, you know what, I'm done. And so I packed up and I went home and I just watched a show, you know, had some dinner, hung out with my family and totally tuned out or like checked out of like all my creative stuff. And then like right before bed, I went on Pinterest and, you know, looked up a couple different like color palette ideas. And then I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and I had it, you know, I feel like there's so much work with creativity that happens in your subconscious and you really just, you can't rush the subconscious. You know, there are a lot of creative skills you Mm -hmm. can learn and you can exercise those things to help you figure out these problems and help you, you know, just troubleshoot. But a lot of the actual creative genius is just your subconscious. So sometimes you just have to get out of your way and let it work. Interesting. I also really love that because I feel like it takes the pressure off of you to do it. You know, like when you're like, you know what, like this is not something that I can reason out myself, I need to just like sit, but sit back and let my subconscious take care of it. Then like the pressure is not on me because there's like literally nothing I can do in this situation. And so, you know, I just check Mm -hmm. out and I relax and like I move my body or, you know, like change my circumstances. And then later I come back and I'm like, all right, subconscious, what do you have for me? And then we can make some magic. I love that. That's really, really good advice. Along those same veins. So you get a lot of your work and your clients from Instagram. Mm -hmm. Instagram is a platform that requires you to post and engage Mm -hmm. and make reels and post, you know, and stories and all of this stuff. Do you find that sometimes you have to push through or when you feel stuck and feel like you don't have content, do you not make any content? Like what would be your strategy for that? So in the beginning, I told myself that I was going to post one thing on Instagram a day in a year. I would have 365 Instagram posts. Like that was just what I told myself. Um, And that was my goal. I did that and I was putting so much energy into posting every day or like creating, like restyling a corner, you know, to post every day that I didn't have much time to actually create cool stuff. And so when I realized Mm -hmm. that, I, I told myself, it's okay. You know what? We are not going to post for the next like three days and you're going to paint something cool. And that's when I created my first mural. And then I like actually was excited to post again, you know, and like it was fun and people loved following along with those creative things. And so I just kind of have that's evolved. And now I post when I want to. And I feel like if I'm posting when I want to, people can tell that I actually want to be posting and I actually have something fun to post about. And so they're actually excited about it too. Like, I feel like when you're just like, all right, well, here's Monday's post. And you know, like, I don't have anything to share with you. But here it is like, you know, I mean, yeah. people can tell. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that they still are excited to see you there, but it's just a little bit too much pressure or just, I don't know, sometimes I'm not in the mood and I just prefer not to force it. And you know what? That opinion might change later on, but... Opinions are allowed to change. Yep. Yeah. That, that's kind of my strategy for right now. Cool. You mentioned a lot of your time is spent doing design work. Is that, do you do freelance design outside of murals or what sort of design work do you offer? Um, so I do, when I when I say I do design work, it's usually for the murals that I'm planning, um, like for clients okay. or for myself or for different like rooms. I also do a lot of like, you know, I do DIY interiors. I, you know, do a lot of renovations and that sort of thing. And so it's just planning out future projects. And because I do work with sponsors for a lot of things too, like a lot of the time I have to have that all figured out 
out ahead of time. You know, so right now I am doing some plans for this kitchen, my basement kitchen. Um, we have a full kitchen down here and we just moved into the basement area because a renter moved out. So I get to renovate it. And so I'm working on all of those plans and I won't even start start actually doing them for several months. And I am in the middle of a bathroom renovation right now. But, you know, in between contractors or like availability, whatever. This is what I'm doing. Most of that is like shopping on different sponsor sites or, you know, like perspective, like shopping, like, okay, well, what could work in here? And how do I want to work with this person? And I used to do um, design, like I would design murals for people um, so that they could put them in their own homes. But design work takes a lot out of me. And I feel like I couldn't actually charge enough to make it worthwhile for me to do that. I just recently stopped that. That is such a good point. In the head, I'm thinking that would be so nice to just be able to just, you know, sketch out a mural and be like, here you go. That was $5,000. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. If it was $5,000, you know what? I think that would be worth it to me. So here's a story that I had at Photo Native. So there's this really famous wedding planner and she was saying that there was a point where she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. She was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to charge uh, $50,000. Someone wants to hire me to plan their wedding. I will charge $50,000. And people did it. <laughs> people paid her $50,000. And she was like, at that point, it's worth it. And she was like, I'm going to pay $50,000 to plan this wedding. And I thought, oh my gosh. Suddenly yes. she loved it again. <laughs> Suddenly she loved it. Because it was worth it at that point, you know, but. You know, people don't really want to pay five thousand dollars for a mural concept, and so maybe well, they do. Hey, maybe, maybe they do. On my website for my new five thousand dollar mural. Yes. So you offer murals. Mm-hmm. You do. You renovate just your own house, right? Yes. And do mm-hmm. for your own house. Sponsor content. You sell products on your website. You have a full plate. What's your favorite thing that you do? Um, your favorite. Offering or hmm. product. Probably whatever like I'm doing at the moment, you know, like the oh, thing I'm currently so working fun. on is always my favorite thing. Like right now, I am so excited about this like kitchen design that I'm working on. And I'm so excited to actually be like installing it and doing it. But like, this is just super fun. I cannot wait until the middle of next week, I should be able to start tiling my bathroom. And I have been waiting for like nine months to tile this bathroom. And I'm so <laughs> excited about Yay! it. And that will be absolutely my favorite part when I'm packaging up all of my products. Like if I have have like a sale or like launch a new product and I have, you know, like 200 orders to fill. That is my favorite thing. You know, I'll just put on an audiobook and then I feel like a fairy godmother, you know, like I'm like packaging up stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm going to throw in an extra sticker, you know? And I just feel so cool being able to do that. And I just, I don't know. I love it. My favorite thing changes all the time, but I try to only do things that actually excite me because I feel like other people can feel yes. it and I can feel it. And like Julia Markham, I think, do you know, like Chris loves Julia. She, um, she yes. says something one time that like, that just stuck with me. And she said, this isn't an Instagram account you're running. Like it's your life. I like, I've thought about that a lot. Like, you know, I used to kind of just think like, okay, well, this is what I need to do for, you know, to have a successful Instagram account. But now I realize it's not an Instagram account. What I'm doing every day is my life. And this is the way that I'm spending my life. And so like, how do I want to spend my life? I want to spend my life actually like energized and excited about what I'm doing, you know, rather than just doing it because I feel like it needs to be done. And that's It's not to say that like, I am always excited to work because there are times when I don't want to work, but I just have to, you know, and times when I'm really Mm -hmm. just uh, miserable about things. But but for the most part, you know, I kind of just try and chase that fire. Chase that fire. T-shirt idea. (laughs) There you go. Done. Thank you. I love that. Well, 
thank you so much again for talking with us. Is there anything that you want to say? Like, we just want to give you a platform to kind of like pitch something, say something, share something. Where can we find you on like on the internet? Let's see. I mean, like I do have fun sweatshirts that should be (laughs) coming out soon. If I can ever get around to um, like taking photos of them and posting them. Honestly, I like, I don't have anything that I really want to pitch, but I do just want to say like that when you create, when you kind of are true to your, like to your, yourself to your weird self and you <laughs> this sounds so cheesy but when you honor that really weird self when you honor your weirdness you will just be so much happier and more empowered and it will change your life honoring the weird within will change your life amen that is what i have to say amen <laughs> i love it to stay up to date on all things Design Beat, you can join us on our personal Instagram accounts. You can find me at martello.co. And I'm Lauren Coons, K-U-N-Z-Z-Z. Thank you for listening. If you like what you're hearing, you can leave a review, rate, and subscribe. And that allows us to keep interviewing more amazing women. We hope you're a little more inspired of